All right. We are off. And I am so super excited today because we have the one and only Howard Doak. So Howard, I'm going to give you a little bit of a lead in, but introduce us and tell us who you are and a little bit of like our relationship, because obviously this podcast is called Tulsa Life. So while Tulsa Life is about everything in Tulsa, it could be anything in the Tulsa area, but a lot of it does kind of come back to what we do on a daily basis and then our relationship together. So I'm going to kind of hand it over to you, introduce yourself, tell us who we, tell us who you are and how our relationship kind of works. Well, my name is Howard Doak, as you said, and I'm a lifelong Tulsan. So the podcast is perfect for me because I joke and say I could be a member of the Chamber of Commerce because I love I'm love surprised Tulsa. you're not. I know. I love it. And um, I graduated from TU. I opened up my own mortgage company 20 years ago this year. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been 20 years. Oh my gosh, are you going to have like a big anniversary party? You know, it's it's time is slipping by. I probably will do my 20th and my 21st year. That's okay. You can Just, be like, it's been busy. You, you got 20 years down, so exactly. you can do it on the 21st year. Exactly. Okay. And about halfway through, my company merged with another local mortgage company here in Tulsa. Big company. A big company. The number one um, purchase company in Oklahoma, uh, AMC. But I still run my office like it's my own. It's my own brand. It's my own company. And um, it's Cityscape Home Mortgage. So we love Cityscape and we partner with Cityscape. And one of my favorite things, and it's kind of like what you said, you have the the power of like this, you know, a lot of powerful technology tools and you have AMC's power behind you. But Cityscape gets to be that local, feel good, warm and fuzzy, really connected. You guys are super connected in the community. But what I love most about when we refer clients to you is that you're super connected with the client. And I think that's something that that with bigger names, um, bigger firms, you lose that. You lose that connection a lot of times. We see, you know, a lot of um, buyers that come in and they're working with somebody who's not here locally. And we always try to encourage them to, to use somebody local because there is so much value in somebody knowing the market, somebody understanding, and we won't get too deep into the woods, but appraisals and areas and neighborhoods, different locations. I mean, it's just imperative that you are partnering with somebody who understands that area. I would say the number one you know, thing I would say to anybody looking to get pre-approved for a mortgage is first and foremost, work with a local company. It makes a huge difference. It makes a difference from a standpoint of the fundamentals of getting the mortgage. Just like you mentioned, we know our market. We have local appraisers. We are, our underwriter is right here in Tulsa. We employ a hundred people across the state. So when you're working with us, you're working with people who know our market, know our community. But even beyond that, I would say there's a connection you get when you work with a local company and you can sit in front of your mortgage officer and ask questions. Yes. They can hold your hand, make the process an easier And contrary process. to some people's popular belief, that still happens. Yes. And I know, like, you know, let's, I think it's really interesting to me to talk about, like, different generations. And so, you know, I think the millennials get this, not, not bad rap, but they kind of have this reputation of not wanting to have any interaction with people. They want to be able to text. They want to be able to push a button. They want to be able to, you know, Instacart the groceries or do pickups, you know, and they don't really want to have that interaction with people. And I think when it comes to home buying, there is still that component that people need to know that there is help. 
because I think for most people that don't buy and sell homes on a regular basis, I think the national average has dipped down a little bit, but it's less than seven years, mm-hmm. you know? So like a, a five to six year turnaround is not something that people are really like, I do this all the time. And so Correct. I'm super comfortable. So having somebody that can sit down with them and give them a consultation is just completely different feel of just putting information into an online portal and never knowing who's on the other end of that. So I think whatever the generation is, that is a really, really valuable thing. It's a, it's amazing. And somebody said to me the other day, they said so often people, if you ask them, hey, when can you meet? They will say, oh, I'm busy. I can't do this. But yet how often when you buy a car, do you spend hours with your finance person? A car purchase is so much less than Smaller your home than, purchase, yes. yet you you get shuffled into a room with a finance guy, and sometimes you get trapped. Right. I, mean, I admit it. <laughs> sometimes they're like, hey, come to the finance guy, and you, you feel like you can never get out of that room. But just think how many And then hours. you end up buying stuff for your tires Correct. and your windshields. <laughs> well, we're not going to do that, but just think of it that way. You're willing to spend hours to finance your car. Right. Spend the time to meet with your loan officer one-on-one. That's so true. And honestly, a couple of hours, you know, with your loan officer could save you thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. And it'll give you the peace of mind that you will know the process from the start to finish. Yep. So one of the things that we're always talking about is like equipping yourself with knowledge and understanding, you know, what the entire process, the overview looks like. And then also the more knowledge you have, the more comfort level you have. And this is something, too, that obviously in our business, selling real estate and your business, financing real estate, um, works hand in hand. But I'm always shocked when people don't even know what the payment looks like, you know, for a certain price point. Correct. And so I think if if anything, it just gives you that knowledge and that ability to be able to go, I can afford this. And oh, my goodness, this is exciting because I didn't even know that I was able to buy this type of home. And do you think, in your opinion, do people overqualify themselves more often or underqualify themselves? What's interesting is often people just, they get qualified. They don't even do the most important thing is have somebody ask, what can you afford in your budget monthly? Because it's not about the price of the home. It's not about what I can get qualified payment, for. Right? It's really about the payment and what your family can afford. And so for as long as I've been in this industry, I have focused in on what is that payment and can you afford it in your monthly budget? And that's what everyone should be looking at. They shouldn't be looking at what's my maximum house I can buy. Well, and I feel like that is 100% different for every single person. Correct. So there is no one size fits all for a mortgage plan and it's going to be dependent upon every single person, every single, you know, buyer. What is their monthly spend? You know, what is their monthly income? And then what are they spending and what do they have left over? And how do you not over leverage, you know, what you have? So I think that's where people, you know, they, they maybe spread themselves a little too thin and that's when they get into some trouble. So I think it's just so important to have that planning and to have that consultation and to understand what does it look like? What is my monthly what does my monthly budget look like? Well, and sometimes it's also about if you sit down with somebody and you said to them, well, I want to put down $100,000 on my new house. Oh my gosh, that's a wonderful down payment. That's fantastic. But sometimes that $100,000 can go further in paying off other debt, oh, reducing so true. car payments, student loans. And in the end, your monthly outlay is, 
is less expensive, yet you have a larger mortgage. Okay, so let's expand on that for just a little bit because I geek out on this stuff. So I'm one of those people that, um, you know, obviously running a business, I have a couple of business credit cards and I get like really great rewards, you know, and I can, I can get cash back and I can get, you know, different incentives. And so what I do is I, I put on my credit card as much as I possibly can. And then I pay it off every month because my credit card now, even though it might've started at a 0% interest for my first 18 months, now it's like, 20% interest. Because we don't pay attention. And so they all do that. They They'll do. give you zero or five or 3%. It may seem really low, but they're always teaser rates. That's right. So then yeah. people have, most people will have a credit card or two. And what they don't understand is that here's a home, which let's just say the average here in, in the Tulsa area is around a $300,000 home. So let's say that somebody's buying a $300,000 home and interest rates are still amazing. So we can talk about that just briefly here in a second too, but you're getting, let's say a 6% interest rate, 6% interest rate over here compared to a 20% interest rate over here that you aren't paying off every month that you're actually getting charged interest. You're exactly right. You would be better off to use that hundred thousand dollars that you have for this down payment that you're thinking to maybe pay off a smaller credit card, still put a down payment down on your home, but you're paying less interest on Correct. that money. Correct. And so I it's think- making you more money. Yes. And I think that sometimes people, they because we've been taught, and again, this is kind of a generational thing, I think that my parents always kind of felt like not having a, a, a mortgage, having a paid off home, that was like, that was it. Like you'd made it. You've made if you, it. If exactly. If you paid off your home, you've made it. And I will tell you, you know- I, I, you know, there's lots of people out in the market, you know, a lot of people to, to hear advice from. And, you know, one of the Dave Ramsey things that he talks about is the type of debt you take out and he will do them in categories. He will go, you know, consumer debt. He'll go even in consumer debt. He'll think high interest credit cards. Then you'll think, you know, high interest auto payments. Auto payments. Yes. Then you go to student loans Mm -hmm. and then you go to your mortgage. That's right. So yes, if you have no other debts. And you're, you know, you have that hundred thousand dollars. I'm, I'm cash is king. I mean, I'll admit it. If you have no other debt, you don't have kids to put through college and you are set up, then pay your house off. Absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. Me too. And I'm all for like, you know, consolidating debt and not having debt. So I'm not sitting here saying that it's good, but I also think that you have to be smart and leverage. Absolutely. And I think that that goes right back into saying, if you have somebody that's on your side, that's looking at your finances and helping you make the best determination of where you put a down payment on your home or how much you buy, how much of a home are you purchasing and really partnering with you. Because I think that's what people miss sometimes is that a great, a great loan officer is a partner for you. And they are going to be somebody who's going to look at everything and be able to say, here are the options. Here's what each of these look like. And here's what I would, tell you that I think is probably one of your best plays forward. Exactly. And the other thing to also remember in all this is that, you know, a lot of times people ask me the question about working with somebody local. They'll say, okay, you're, are you local? And I'll say, yes. Then they'll say, do you service your mortgage? <gasps> yes. And it's a, it's a really great it's question. It's one or the other. Either people don't even know what that means. Correct. Or people are like adamant. Like They're adamant. They always like, say, oh, this is serve- a big deal. Correct. Okay. So tell us about that. Well, first and foremost... No one can guarantee they will service your loan 
forever. What does servicing your loan mean? That means that it's the same person who originates your mortgage is the person you write your check to every month. So Cityscape is your company. Correct. And now you're saying if you did a loan for me and I bought this home and I'm going to make my mortgage payment every month, I'm not going to make my check out to Cityscape. Correct. And what I have explained on this for many, many years is think about this way. We originate loans better than anyone else in, in Oklahoma. Do I service loans better than anybody else in Tulsa? No. But when it comes to originating that mortgage, we're the best. But what really matters long run is the ability to reach your loan officer today and in 20 years. Yes. And I tell my clients that if you have a question after you close your loan, you call me. Okay, so the disconnect I think that comes in for people is that they think that if you are not servicing that loan that you can't help them. Exactly. And that's not what that means. It is not. At all. So basically, you help me with the loan vehicle. You process the entire closing up into, and and even I think breaking this down into, there might be some listeners out there that don't even know how that, the whole loan process works. Most people, majority of the people do not have enough money to pay cash for a home. Correct. So, what we have to do is we have to say, we need somebody to, to bet on us and to bet on this home and to give us a loan so that we can put a little bit of our money with it. And then you give us the bulk of that money and you help me buy the home and then I'll pay that back. Exactly. And you know, and we could even go one step further from that is that every bank in America, for the most part, they're not using their own money to give you money That's either. Exa- I was going to say the same yes. thing. When you take I mean, your money to the bank, correct. it's not just sitting in the bank in the, back, in the back yeah. of the safe or what is it called? The bank vault. Correct. And like, you know, we yeah. can have a whole podcast, which a few people might find interesting, but most people <laughs> wouldn't find interesting all on how that process works because that's why we have these quasi-government organizations called Fannie and Freddie who dictate all the rules around lending, not the mortgage mortgage bank. Mm -hmm. They decide the rules that all of us abide by because ultimately they're the ones giving the money that trickles to the consumer. They're backing it. They're backing the mortgage bank. So, okay. So let's, let's, Kind of move on. I think we've talked enough about like kind of that whole process, why it's important to work with somebody locally, the difference in, hey, you're helping them through the process and beyond. Correct. Not just till the end. And even if it's being serviced by somebody else to collect payments. Um, Everybody right now, you know, we're hearing so many buzzwords and so much hype coming into this new market, which is not a new market. This is actually more of a normal market. But because it's different from what we've experienced over the last couple of years, um, we're seeing a lot of like an uncertainty and, you know, people that are really concerned about what's happening. And let's let's talk about that a little bit, because when you brought up Franny and Freddy, Fr- <laughs> Franny and Freddie. I like those names, too. I do, too. Franny I do. And we can call them a lot of things. <laughs> those what people are saying is, are we going to have a repeat of what happened in 2007 and eight and nine. And, you know, are we, are we going down the same path? And I know what I feel about it. And I feel like you and I are on the same page on this. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like let's start out right now in the market that we are currently in, in the Tulsa area. Tell us what your feelings are about our current market. So the nice thing is, is I've been doing this now 22 years. I was here in 2007, eight, nine, 10, And we had some of our best years in real estate in Tulsa post those years. Mm -hmm. 
Oklahoma and Tulsa is not the national market. That's exactly the thing right. I would say. I would Hear shout that. that. Yes. More than anything we talk about today is our market in Tulsa is not the same thing as the national market. Now, that worked against us in the fact that if you owned a home, your home did not cr- increase in 60% right. in value like Austin. Right. But that also meant our market is more affordable. It's not going to go down like it that either. It is not. National, you know, companies and people have come to Tulsa and said, our market's going to come up 1% in the next 12 months. So um, we had Zillow in just a couple of weeks ago. And I, I love, Zillow is just a huge, I mean, they just, they, they collect so much data. And so they have a really, really good pulse for a lot of different markets. And every, it's kind of a household name. It's a name that people can kind of trust and know, okay, they really know what they're talking about in real estate. Not all. They're not all knowing. Nobody is. But one of the things that they said, I loved it because exactly what you're talking about, if you're watching national news, you're not watching news for Tulsa. Correct. And that is not nearly as relevant as what our market in Tulsa looks like. So exactly what you're saying, in three years, they had did a three-year forecast, and they said in three years that we can expect to see 1.8% increase in value. And I think that feels pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that for sure. But we don't see these really, really high highs. But that means we don't see the really, really low lows. So after 2008, which was by all measure the worst mortgage crisis around the entire globe. Right. I mean, some markets like Ireland was devastated. The government had to bail out the entire industry. It trickled around the entire world. Our market in Tulsa softened at the most. Yeah. It didn't crumble. It It did not crumble. And when I I say softened, it was like three to 5%. And by the 24 months after that, we were back up. And the reason is, is all you have to do is Google Tulsa and real estate. And we perennially make the top 10 best places to buy real estate in the country. Right. And we also make the list for, there's there's no such thing as recession proof. But- we are very protected. Are. And I mean, we're not a, we're, I love it because we're not a hot spot. We're not somewhere that people are flocking to. We don't have an ocean. We don't have mountains. You're not going to come ski here. You're not going to come lay on the beach here. But what you can get here is peace of mind. Correct. And a wonderful, you know, house for your family. It's affordable to raise a family in Tulsa and in our outside communities. And it's an amazing place. Now we have seen a lot of growth. Because we people have. are starting to to learn how amazing Tulsa is. It's like is. the secret is it out. It is. The secret's out. I had somebody the other day tell me that Tulsa is where Austin was 10, 15 years ago. I believe that. Yeah. And let's just stay like that. Yeah, though. but let's let's not, yeah. And <laughs> let's not go that far. I totally, I totally feel that. So talking about Tulsa and you being a, a Tulsa native, um, which is pretty cool that you've been in Tulsa so long. I mean, not that you're that old, <laughs> but you've been in Tulsa a long time. And, you know, growing up here, seeing the changes, what are what are some of your, like, things that you're just like, wow, this is so different than, you know, when I was growing up? Well, the amazing thing is, is I always say I've stayed here long enough that now Tulsa's really, really cool. Yeah. It was always great. It was <laughs> always so a good. affordable <laughs> place to raise a family. But now we just, we have... 
we have everything you could it's imagine. It's not the place you're trying to get out of. Correct. I feel like when you're younger, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I feel that, you know, when you're younger and you grew up in Oklahoma and you're like, oh, there's so many cooler places out there and I'd rather be, you know, how, why are we in Oklahoma? And now I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful I'm in Oklahoma. Incredibly grateful. I mean, for everything to our industry, in 2008, 2009, if I had lived in Florida, I would have had to change jobs. Right. Okay. I thrived post that. Our real estate, but more than anything else, and I, I know that people always talk about this, but what I believe makes Tulsa special and Oklahoma is the people. Uh, amen. Yes. We have the best people in all of America, in I my agree. opinion. And I feel like you can go, like, it's so nice to be able to go and feel safe and secure. And I have friends all over the U.S. that, you know, especially in real estate and in my different real estate groups, and it's really sad and disappointing different pockets right now that are really struggling that have been these thriving booming cities that now are really coming up with some hardships that you know it's just it's sad but it makes you so grateful that you're in a place that you can trust and people that you can trust you know there was somebody the other day that was having car trouble and Dirk and I were kind of coming down the road and we're like oh no you know we should stop and help before we even got there we could see them and somebody pulled over to help them and you're just like that's where we live. That's right. who we are. And I'm I'm so grateful that we can be in a place that we want to raise our kids and that we feel that security and And you'll you'll see it if you ever travel to the East Coast and I was for a few years back and forth and the friendliness is so different, it is different. and it's genuine here. Yes. And when you go places like that and you meet people, they think you want something. Right. It's an ulterior motive. Like, you can't can't, can't just be nice. Correct. I mean, we had people say, like, "Um, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. I'm just saying hi. You know, it's nothing. I'm I'm just being friendly. It's like the story about, I I think I already told this in the podcast, but we had a neighbor that was from New York, and I told her she could use our Wi-Fi password because it it was so close to where she lived that she could get our signal. I was like, oh, yeah, here's my password. And and she's like, why? And I'm like... (laughs) Because it, I mean, you don't have your setup it, yet, and I want to help you. Yes. And I was like, I'm sure you would love to be able to have internet. And she was like, Okay. <laughs> and now we're great friends. Correct. And so I mean, yeah, it's just it really makes cool. a difference. It does. Okay, so we have to wrap this up because you've been amazing, and I think that was a lot of great information. But we have to share this story because before we started <laughs> the podcast, you came in and you were like, Okay, so kind of give me a breakdown, like what to expect. You know, what am I doing? And you said. You know, I've, I, I'm an HGTV star. And <laughs> yes, that's me. I, and I did a segment for HGTV. And tell us how that went. Oh, it was so funny. So many, many years ago, I was um, one of the segments on um, how much is my house worth. And the crew flew in from California. And I was the first of the day for the filming. And they showed up at my house at like 7.30 in the morning and I was ready for the shooting and then we get into my living room and they mic me up and they they have all the all the lights and cameras and I'm all ready and they're like, okay, action. And I go, this is my living room. <laughs> I bought this house in 1998. <laughs> and those people stopped immediately and cracked up and they're like, okay, you seem really, really nervous. <laughs> a little 
little nervous. You're a little nervous. How let's can let's, I make let's you not try so this. Nervous. Let's try this again. And we did two or three takes, and Robot Howard was <laughs> through the entire house. And I kept also making the mistake of saying I had a spouse, and I couldn't do that. Um, I had to keep, you know, they're like, you're the only one here. You're the only one like, who signed. No spouse is here, so you cannot you claim talk about, a spouse. Correct. Right. And I was like, okay, okay. And I kept saying, well, we, and they're like, okay, cut. There's no we. It's just you. <laughs> just you, Howard. So finally, this is terrible. They finally said, is it? If you don't object, would you mind having a, maybe a glass of wine or something? <laughs> something to calm Let's down. You up. Let's loosen you up a little bit. And so at eight o'clock in the morning, yes, you're having a beer. Uh, yes, I had a beer at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm not a big drinker, everybody, but they were they insisted and they were like, please, please do something, or we've wasted a trip from California. Oh, well, you've done great. You've Thank done you. great today. You. And you know, it's really easy though when it's something that you know so much about and that you're so knowledgeable about. So it's like second nature to talk about well, this. It's funny. I was even nervous in the beginning of this. Now I feel like okay, I can keep talking the rest of the right. day. Now, now we're like, like, we can keep going. How correct. long does everybody have? Exactly. Yeah. You guys have a you know, 24 hours, right? That's right. Yeah, it was great. Well, no, you've been amazing. And we are so appreciative of you, of you on so many levels, but we appreciate you being here today. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to be able to get in touch with Cityscape? So um, you can find us on the web, of course, um, cityscapehome.com. And um, there's a listing for all of our loan officers there. And of course, we are located right in Tulsa across from the Mother Road Market. We've we got a great, a great amazing office. Yes. So come see us, check us out on the web. Um, and of course, call us if you want. And I love we're it. Thrilled. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. You were awesome. And thank you. you did a fantastic job. And I will call HGTV to tell them that they need to come back. <laughs> come back and try again. Now you're ready. They've they've buried that video, thank goodness. <laughs> so there's no searching for it, anybody. It. Yeah. I wish we could. Yeah, it was pretty funny. All right. Well, thanks so much. And thank you to everybody who's listening and watching. And we really appreciate it. And hopefully you're getting some great value out of our Tulsa Life podcast. We'll see you next time.